Welcome to the Young Kings Podcast, episode 66, NXT Take. Let me start that over. NXT Takeover <laughs> War Games Edition. War Games! Featuring the Young Kings Wrestling Sovereign Soundboy. Of course, as always, you can find us on most platforms streaming podcasts, including Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. If you're listening on iTunes, leave us a review, five stars, preferably. That way we can climb the charts. That way we can, you know, get more notoriety. That way more of our ideas can be stolen by the WWE because more people will be listening to this show than the ones that they do uh, already listen. That's still our ideas anyway. Uh, links to all the platforms are available at ykwrestling.com. Go ahead, get you some merch. It's Christmas time. So if you want to represent the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast, you can either buy one of our logo tees. Uh, can't see my video right now, but it's, the logo's right behind me. Uh, or you can buy one of our Black Lives Matter tees, man. Uh, or you can buy a Black Lives Matter hoodie. It's, it's cold out here. Or you can buy a Black Lives Matter uh, onesie. You know, you might have a, a toddler or something. Go ahead. You got onesies? We got onesies. Oh. Huh. Pretty much everything is on there. Shout out to What a Maneuver. They uh, they show us some love, man. I just want to say that, man. I wonder if we know anybody here that has a baby. Yeah. Very curious. Let me think for a minute. Oh, 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 oh. Hey, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll come back to it. Uh, joined by the essential wreak havoc and our resident recap guest host, HWBIC, the warden Matt Ritter of the Smackin' It Raw podcast, the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub. Uh, Matt himself brought along a guest friend of Smackin' It. Uh, good friend Jocelyn is in the house as well, so uh, she will butt in whenever. Cause she's uh she's busy stuffing her face right now, which I feel like I'm a little hungry too. So we're gonna get through this episode as soon as possible so I can go eat. <laughs> but before we go any further, uh we here at the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast want to send our condolences uh to the friends and family, Hall of Famer Pat Patterson, who passed away earlier this week. Uh, in addition to being the first ever intercontinental champion in WWE. Uh, Patterson is also credited with the idea of the Royal Rumble. Uh, and if you can also remember, uh, just last year, he made his final TV appearance at Raw Reunion, winning the 24-7 championship uh, from Drake Maverick uh, in a night where the title changed hands about nine, ten times. So it was fun. So RIP Pat Patterson. Uh, second greatest tribute package WWE has ever produced. Like, they got me. <laughs> They got me, and uh, they got me again on, on Friday on SmackDown. So they got me twice in one week. Uh, definitely rest in peace, Pat Patterson. See, now, Reek, I was trying to let TC do his intro and be respectful and introduce everyone. You're over here taking shots about people. Yes, I have babies. Yes, I've got a Black Lives Matter shirt. You know what? That baby <laughs> would look great in a Black Lives Matter onesie, so we will hook that up. Or a Young Kings Wrestling onesie. Whatever I can get her, we will hook her up. I'm in the process of the Young Kings uh, onesies, but Black Lives Matter onesies are available. 
just want to put that if out I there. I can rock so it, she can rock it. But. If you're going out looking for a Young Kings wrestling onesie, you're not going to find it yet. So I just want to be clear on that. <laughs> when you said onesie, I wasn't thinking baby onesies. I was thinking like the uh, the footy pajama onesies. Is that oh, right? the streets need some of them too. I was gonna say I saw Reek get all excited, and I just imagined him in a full-on Young Kings wrestling like I won't. logo everywhere. I would. If it gets cold enough, I would. Yeah. Be all extra snuggly and. I warm. live in the desert. I'm still wearing mm-hmm. it. I don't care. I live in the desert. I'll still wear it. Fuck it. Hey man, uh, what what type of content you guys been consuming uh, as far as wrestling goes, man? Uh, you know, I'm always watching my 2001. Uh, so I just uh, finished Vengeance which saw Chris Jericho win the Undisputed Championship, the first ever Undisputed Champion in WWE or wrestling history. So that was fun. Uh, Also got to see Vince McMahon kiss Rikishi's ass on SmackDown this past week. Uh, So next week, I will be here uh, giving a retrospect of my favorite moment in SmackDown history, which does occur in 2001 next week. So uh, look out for that one. Also came across an IG live. I was just scrolling YouTube and it popped up in my recommended. An IG live from uh, the Night of Survivor series featuring Snoop Dogg and The Undertaker having a 30 minute conversation. I clicked on it so fast. Oh yeah. <laughs> I never would have thought I would see these two talking together. Uh, and the live starts off Snoop smoking a blunt. Undertaker just asking him, oh, so you getting right over there. So I tuned in whole time. Uh, uh, I also uh, I'm tapped in a little bit to this uh, 24 with Keith Lee that just uh, debuted after uh, War Games. So you, you know I've been consuming the uh, ruthless aggression era. I'm in 06 right now. I'm sorry, but I, I meant to mention this on like last episode because you know we just come like about two weeks removed from Survivor Series. I think they should bring general managers back. No commissioners, no McMahon involvement whatsoever. Just bring general managers back, right? Absolutely. Because when I think about, you know, Survivor Series, the whole brand versus brand, you know, warfare type of thing, can y'all find me a better buildup to Survivor Series in that term than 2005 with Bischoff and Teddy Long putting their teams together and the, the beef that they had for over a month long? That was the first one that did a uh, bragging rights for brand to brand. Yeah. So they they went all in with it, and I think they've been trying to they've been trying to chase that high ever since. And right. The closest they came to it was, I want to say, twenty sixteen, I think. Yeah. With the authority, was that the authority? No, that? Nah, that was uh, that was that was yeah, twenty fourteen. Twenty sixteen was like the the. First that was the first year, year after the. After the, the second brand, uh, second brand split. Yeah, I'd say last year's with NXT invading. I mean, even though it felt more like circumstances, but yeah. that was damn good too. Yeah, that was. But I was just like, I, w- I went back and I watched the 05 Survivor Series, the, the, the build up and the match. I'm like, it's hard to beat that now when you think about where they're at. And it's like, listen, especially with the circumstances they had with one of their team members dying two weeks before the paper. I'm about to say, yeah. But it's like they it, they still made it all work. So it's like, listen, it doesn't have to last long. But having that 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 dynamic of having that that GM, somebody who's not you know McMahon related, just you know operating on the shows. Because I mean, listen, you already got one in Adam Pierce. He's running both shows unofficially, officially. I don't know, 
but give one to SmackDown, give one to Raw, and just make it happen. Why not? But just have your GM be like William Rabu. Yes. That's all you got to yes. do. So, so your theory is, Rick, it doesn't have to last long. It just has to be impactful. Oh, yeah. That's it. Is that throughout life or just here? Oh, uh, that's throughout life. <laughs> that's throughout see, now, life. This is why, why we not? need to have a video version, because if you guys could see TC's face right now. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Hey, let's move on. Um, <laughs> before we get started with the TakeOver recap, I just want to draw some attention to WWE's latest class of Performance Center recruits. Uh, headlining the class are former Impact Wrestling stars Desmond Xavier and Zach Wentz, uh, known to most wrestling fans as the Rascals, um, as well as Alex Zane, who has spent some time, well, two-thirds of the Rascals. Uh, Alex Zane, as well, who has spent some time in Ring of Honor, New Japan, uh, as well as Game Changer Wrestling. Uh, hold that thought in a second. Um, in addition to that, uh, we got Sojiru Higuchi, uh, Russ Taylor, as well as a former Seattle Storm, Andriel Howard, who I want to say is the first ever former WNBA player to sign with WWE. So somebody please fact check me on that and get back to us at hashtag YK Wrestling. Uh, if I'm wrong, if I'm right, let us know. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I want to know where the hell Trey Miguel is at, but I heard that he got some independent dates to finish up and he's going to sign soon. But I hope that's the case because the Rascals is not complete without Trey. I'm not a big TNA guy, as you know. I, I will be tuning in this week, but I've, I've tried in the past and they just haven't hooked me. But I am familiar with the Rascals and who they are. So uh, I don't know how they're going to fit in the WWE system with at least what I've seen from them. Uh, I'm interested to see how they take 205 Live. Yeah, so not, like, not, not fit in. Um, you know, I'm interested to see what they bring and what they can do, um, and hopefully they make it work, you know, but I feel like they'd definitely be better utilized over in AEW. Well, they got so many tag teams over there, so I think they'll, they'll provide a shot in the arm for the tag well, it's, team in NXT. It, it, it's, it's a tale of two extremes because in WWE, tag teams aren't used nearly enough. In AEW, too much. It, every other match is a tag team, and every other person is in a tag team. So it's. You got factions with two tag teams in the faction. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's like this. Some, some with three. So when, so, when they, so when they sign, did they sign as a team or as an individual? I'm pretty sure they're going to team up because they signed together. So that means they're going to be separated later down the line. Probably. Maybe. That's what they do to all the tag teams when they get there. So, yeah, most likely. Mm-hmm. Probably. Probably. Uh, but I did mention uh, Alex Zane was a part of Game Changer Wrestling, and I forgot to bring that up in my uh, what I've been watching. So uh, Game Changer Wrestling, uh, they had a show scheduled out here uh, in Vegas uh, that was supposed to take place yesterday. Uh, but they, they canceled it, refunded everybody money back. Uh, they still put the show on here in Vegas. So I'm still kind of upset because I, I probably still could have ended up going and working it. But it's cool. Uh, some some good-ass wrestling is available for free on YouTube. Uh, we had Sefa Fatu, the son of Rikishi. Um, Jacob Fatu, Rikishi's nephew, son of Tonga Kid, were both on the card. Uh, Leo Rush, 
uh, was in the main event uh, with his Blackheart gimmick. So that was cool. So it was, it was pretty dope. Uh, my guy Juicy Finale was on the show too. So hit our YouTube up, check out our interview with Juicy Finale, get to know him, watch some of his old matches. He is going to be a star in this industry. I'm telling y'all right now. So uh, real quick, since you mentioned out there in Vegas, uh, you still haven't run into Oscar yet? No. she's out there. I know she's out there. Listen, I so I, I've seen I've seen Oscar. I follow Oscar on Twitter. Uh, a few weeks ago, she she said she had just bought a camera. Uh, she wanted to get into photography, and so she was just taking pictures and stuff. And uh, she posted a, a picture this past weekend of her in the desert. So I'm like, does she live here in Vegas? And I feel like she lives on the strip because like she was like there was a shooting at the mall uh, earlier this year in January. She was at the mall when it happened because she had tweeted about it. Uh, that mall is on the strip. And she she also posted a picture of her from a hotel room overlooking the strip recently. Yeah. So my assumption is Oscar lives in Las Vegas. I just have never seen her ever. I don't be on a strip like that either. But do you think that she was sharing that hotel room with former WCW star and WWE talent Marcus Bagwell, Buff Bagwell, because? <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but there was a show on, I believe, HBO called Gigolos that took place in Vegas. <laughs> and near the end, Buff Bagelow, or Buff Bagwell, Buff Bagelow. Buff Bagelow. Buff Bagelow uh, he transitioned from wrestling into uh, full-time male gigoloing. And uh, most of this stuff was shot in hotels. No. <laughs> God, no, I hope not. Is, I believe it. Is Oscar getting her stuff buffed? That's what uh, I'm asking. I... I hope, <laughs> I hope she has some better standards. Oh, God. Oh, you, man. you also know that uh, Mrs. Ba- Mrs. Bagwell uh, would shave the bags well for Buff to get them ready. <laughs> that is a rumor that went around back in the day. Oh, my God. TC is so regretting asking me to come do this today. Oh, man. I'm not. <laughs> That's good content. This is, this is not Pornhub, though. So we gotta, gotta keep it level a little. You bit. know what? Earlier, this is not, this is I could kids. say whatever I want about a certain person, and I took that as I could just say whatever I want. I apologize. Oh, okay, this, so this show let's, let's this get show that out the way. Oh yes, yes, uh, yeah, yeah. So let's, let's let's get that out the way now that you mentioned it because I'm DJ not dropped lie. that track. I I forgot all about it because this is something we had just decided <laughs> just before the show, but uh. Now I feel like you know we're, we're ready. We're gonna right before we get into this, I'm gonna give Reek five minutes for our weekly Reek rant about uh something that happened this past Monday night on Raw. I'm upset. There we go. Okay, so uh, full disclosure for everyone listening, for all my dedicated fans here of the Reek rants. Uh, I don't ever. And I mean, ever want to see Jeff Hardy go through any table, ladder, or chair ever again. I don't want to see him in a hardcore match. I don't want to see him in a ladder match. I don't want to see him in any kind of stipulation match that involves weapons ever again. No. Uh, We all watched Monday Night Raw this past week. We all know what happened. Uh, He had a match with Elias a symphony of destruction match with all these uh, 
instruments, used his weapons. And the, the, the finishing spot of the match was sets the table up in front of the steps. Now, as soon as he set the table up, I'm sitting there watching them like, you're not about to do that because stairs are right there. And if you try to do that particular move, you're going to knock your head right off the steps. So I'm waiting for him to see sense. He sets the table up. He gets in the ring. I'm like, okay, you're going to figure, you're going to look at this, assess the situation, call an audible and say, okay, let me move you out the way here. Or let me t- try a different move. Jeff didn't do that. Jeff got up and said, oh, YOLO, I'm going to make this thing work. And I'm like, you're going you're gonna to knock your head and you're going to get a concussion. It's not going to be well. You're 41. You got kids at home. You need to think about what you're doing. And he just went ahead and did it. And sure enough, he knocked his head right off of the steel steps. And uh, that was the finish of the match. And I just, I got angry. I got very angry because that was so idiotic. That was so stupid. That was just so unnecessary. Jeff Hardy, as I speak today, is over 40 years old. He is a father. He is a husband. He has a family to think about, as is his brother. We are now in April. It up. It will have been twenty years since you know his his prime days. You know uh, TLC with, with the Hardy with uh, the Hardys, Dudleys, Edge and Christian. It would have been twenty plus years in April. It will have been twenty years since the since that the heyday of, that, of all that stuff. All right. We don't need to see that anymore. Jeff Hardy has has himself, his ring style and everything like that. Don't let him talk. His ring style, his persona and everything like that can work just fine if you just do that, okay? He doesn't need to do everything. Just, 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 you know, if you're going to have him on the roster actively, just just let the guy do some regular stuff. You know what I'm saying? The night, what was it, Clash of Champions? He had the, the triple threat and he did the, the dive off of that ladder. And I'm like, why did you do that? Because it wasn't necessary. It really wasn't. I know it was a ladder match, but you didn't have to jump off of a ladder because mm. it's a ladder match. Okay? Like, I, I'm, you're, you're making me side with Matt. And that, that's, this is what's concerning me because Matt's point has always been that, you know, Jeff Hardy is only, you know, is, is notarized and is hailed by his fans because he's basically like Johnny Knoxville from Jackass. Because those are the stunts that he does. And the more that he keeps to do this now in 2020... You're proving his point. And I've been trying to, to, to make excuses and not decide with that point of view, but you're making me do it. So from this point forward, I don't want to see Jeff Hardy in anything but a regular road match with rules and stipulate the no, no stipulations and disqualifications and all this other stuff. I don't want to see him anywhere near a table, ladder, or a chair ever again. Thank you. He is the epitome I'm upset. of stupid white people doing stupid white people shit. <laughs> and he's going to do the exact opposite. Oh. Huh? No. Oh, but you know what? They are going to do the exact opposite because we've been talking about this for weeks now. Somebody, somebody in all of these promotions is tapped into this show. They listen to what we say, specifically what I say, and they do the exact opposite because, TC, remember, I said if they would keep Botcher and Bland off TV for just one show, just one. I would not only watch it, I would have a watch party. I would find a, a neutral location and invite multiple people there 
and just cut off. I wouldn't. I would forego watching NXT. Social distance, by NXT. the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Within within social distancing uh, guidelines. In the middle of a pandemic. NXT and watch. Right, <laughs> watch NXT full from start to finish. What do they do? They put Botcher and Bland in the main event of the show. So, so if somebody listens and trolls me. If your theory is but, correct, however, oh, go ahead. They weren't on this week when you were watching. Uh, see, they, uh, see, I didn't say I didn't say I was watching. I said I'm thinking of watching. I didn't confirm. They knew okay. that. They knew that possibility, <laughs> and they left them off the card. Reek, if your theory is correct, and they're doing the exact opposite of what you want, I need you to repeat after me, okay? Okay. I, I, wreak havoc, wreak havoc, in no way, shape, or form, in no way, shape, or form, ever want to see, ever want to see, <laughs> Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy, <laughs> in the twenty four seven title division, in the twenty four seven title division. That that that's good. I'm with that. Because Absolutely. if they do the opposite, they will put him in the 24-7 title division, and then I will be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, don't, I don't care. That, that, that's fine. Because it wasn't like he wasn't hey, in the hardcore. He's going to add to the title count, man. Title. Yeah. He's going to strengthen up that Hall of Fame case. There so. you go. See? I'm all for it. I think he'd be fun there. I think he'd do some fun shit. He would. He would. Jeff Hardy chasing around our truth Yeah. Because see, and, and they I go from mind, the same state. I, I wouldn't mind if they do some stunts back there, because at least then you could gimmick it so that it's not like flat out him landing into something that's gonna harm him. So swanton's yeah. into trash cans, like the like the match versus party in a, a shopping cart and shove them through the backstage. It'll be fun shit. Right. That's I mean, cool. you, you could do it like like the the match he had versus Sheamus in the bar, where like he did a swanton off the ladder, but that shit, you know, those film tricks. Mm-hmm. Do something like that. He's not killing himself. Right. Anyway, talked enough about Jeff Hardy. If you want to know more about Jeff Hardy, go uh, check our archives for our Jeff Hardy uh, retrospect on the Young King's Throne. Uh, but but now, let's get into uh, the latest edition of NXT TakeOver War Games. War Games! Tonight. Uh, great show, man. Let's let's run through it. Let's not waste any more time. Uh, opening up the show, uh, Team Candice defeated Team Shotzi in uh, women's war games. Uh, I'm gonna give this one an A plus, man. Uh, I, I gave it an A, but I'm gonna give it an A plus. Uh, Shotzi, she she got a new tank. They got a tank. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez. It was her show. Like she like this was her breaking out party from top to bottom. She, you know, we, we started off the match with uh, with Ember Moon and Dakota Kai. Uh, you remember Team Shotzi had the advantage. So Shotzi comes in. So who's the perfect choice to come in next for Team Candice? Raquel. Uh, she did her thing, man. Uh, we had some good spots. Uh, we got to see uh, Ember and Dakota Kai. Uh, we got to see uh, Raquel Rhea Ripley, bumming meat. <laughs> uh, we got to see a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Uh, Nero Shirai hitting at a uh, putting a trash can over her head, diving off the top of the cage uh, because she couldn't get in the cage the normal way because Raquel was playing a bouncer and not letting her through. Uh, we got Ember 
hitting an eclipse on Dakota Kai through a set of steel chairs. Uh, Dakota hitting the Meteora on the Io Shirai with the trash can over her head. Uh, and Raquel power bombing the women's champion through a ladder to win the match. Insane. Uh, what What do y'all think about this one? I'm with you, uh, except I'm going to go A. And the only reason I am going to go A and not A plus is because there was one spot that really, really, really bothered me when Shotzi went up the ladder to do the coffin drop essentially on Candace and Candace like picked a chair up and put it on herself and then told Shotzi to jump on her. I'm sitting there. I'm like, Shotzi's looking at you, watching you pick this up. So I don't know if you're using it to defend yourself. And then why would Shotzi jump? Or if it was like, it, it fucked me up. It took me out of the match. Other than that, it was probably my favorite match of the night. And Shotzi with that tank that all four women were able to climb on. The tank that she has been working on for weeks. My, one of my favorite parts of Shotzi. We got the tank back. Yeah, I tweeted at you because I knew you was going to enjoy that. Mm -hmm. I knew it. So appreciate it. So Matt actually stumbled upon my injury news because that's the spot in which the injury supposedly occurred. Who's her? Uh, Candace. Oh. So uh, yeah, that uh, that spot <laughs> where she puts the chair over her and Shotzi jumps from the ladder. Apparently, uh, her arm got hurt. It got stuck in between the chair, and uh, the referees came in to check in, check on her, make sure she was good, and then they checked her out again later on in the uh in the backstage area and in the uh post-show media call which triple h does after all the takeovers he said that she's getting an x-ray done they're concerned she may have broken her arm that's all on candace too because like i said shotzi stood up there candace grabbed the chair fucked with the chair i watched i literally watched candace go come on jump on me and then shotzi <laughs> came down and then she still got fucked up so. Yeah, th th there was a couple spots that it looked like, you know, I, I think you guys are kind of telegraphing a little too much for us to see. <laughs> but uh, nah, even even with that, I'm like, I'm still I'm giving us an A plus that that should have made a minute to show, in my opinion, because I mean that you could you couldn't follow that. Like they, they, every match was great, but you could not follow what they did in, in that amount of time. You really couldn't. And, you know, the, the star that I thought was going to be, I, I was, you know, looking more towards uh, Shotzi, but Raquel, Raquel took the whole, the whole show, the whole match, the whole show at that point. Cause I mean, she, that, that was her moment completely. And if, if we're building to her going after EO next, this was the right way to go about it. I mean, if you look back at last year, um, was it Rhea had beaten uh, Shayna in war games and we know where that led. So if that's the road we're going down, I'm not mad at all because that was that was the way to go. EO's been champ for a long time. Keep that in mind. I thought it was going to be Tony coming out of it, going after EO. I thought they were going to let Tony get that pin, and that was where they were headed was Tony EO uh, with that heel turn that she did. So, Which might still be the course because, you, you know, we can't assume Raquel's going to beat EO. They, they might run a program together, but I don't think yeah. – uh, uh, also, if if part of my back was a person, it would definitely be, it would definitely be Raquel, because it's like I don't know if that's her thing now more nowadays that she just makes sure to point that out, you know. But 
that, that part of my back was a person that's definitely hurt. But so, I'm definitely down to see Thickosaurus versus EO. I'm, I'm definitely down for that. I hadn't watched NXT in a couple of months, so this was a good surprise. And I know from, yes, Matt, yes, I know. Don't make that thing. I don't watch much because I'm, I'm in school, okay? I, I rather, I'm doing my homework. If you but got time to watch, I AEW, know the, you got time to watch NXT. That's all I'm saying. That's all. AEW is on mute. If it's if it's on, it's on mute. Okay, don't give me a hard time. Anyway, the women's match I know from earlier in the year, the women were going to put on. I knew that was going to happen. To that extent, I did not know. That's why it's good to have that pause and then be surprised at what's going to happen when it comes to the pay per view. Indeed, indeed. Uh, next up, uh, we got a vignette from NXT champion Finn Balor, who's just basically reminding everybody, like, hey, this, this is still my show. I'm not working tonight. Y'all have some fun, but just know this Wednesday this is my show again. So uh, I'm expecting we will see Finn Balor this Wednesday on NXT. Should be fun. Uh, next up, we got a. Oh, yeah, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Uh, uh, next up, uh, we got Tommaso Ciampa uh, defeating Timothy Thatcher. Uh, violence. There was bloodshed. Uh, I'm going to give this a B, though, because I think the wrong person won. Uh, I think Thatcher should have won. He, he, he needs something to solidify himself. And uh, I, don't, I don't think he's won on a takeover yet. And I think he's might have had maybe three matches, if, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he needed to win more than Champa did. I think Tommaso Champa is at a point in his career in NXT where he doesn't really need to win these matches. So uh, I, I can definitely see a rematch coming soon, though. But uh, for now, I'm gonna give it a beat. What about you, Matt? Are you I, a I, have to, I have to go uh, an incomplete on this. I actually didn't really watch this match until the end. Uh, I had the baby and some other stuff going on. I was running around. So this wasn't a match that the build had really been like, I need to sit down and see this. So I didn't see a whole lot of this match. I am going to go back and watch it. I will say this though. I don't feel like NXT is the brand where someone gets to the point to where they don't need the wins anymore. Um, and I feel like after takeover last year, Ciampa's really been trying to struggle to find his place. So I was happy to see Ciampa win this despite his political views, which again, uh, neither here nor there. Um, people I like can not be smart. It happens. All your favorite wrestlers are Blue Lives Matter, Matt. How do you feel about that? Uh, disappointed. <laughs> clearly, clearly disappointed. Uh, really, uh, but you know, I'm happy to see him win. Thatcher, Thatcher's cool. Like he had that match with Riddle, but I feel like that, that match he had with Riddle, that uh, the pit, uh, that's where we need to see Thatcher. That's his wheelhouse. That's what he should be doing. These matches with Champa and stuff, like they need to define that character and make that kind of his thing and get people in there so he can work that out. Because outside of that, this whole like him training guys in the PC and then snapping their limbs and shit, like it's, it's getting old. Yeah. It's but I got a, more on that fight pit theory uh, from, from me coming soon here on this okay. episode. Uh, Next up, we had Dexter Loomis. Oh, wait, I forgot all about Reef. My bad. <laughs> I was like, you got two other people on the show that got to get great. Yeah. Uh, so I'm giving this A-. minus. 
because, and I, I said this a bunch of times before, I feel like we don't appreciate some ground mat wrestling enough. They don't. And Thatcher is one of those dudes that no matter who he matches up with, he's going to make it like, he's going to make it very good. It's going to be gritty. It's going to be hard hitting. And it's gonna, and Ciampa can, matches up well with that. So I expected this to be good, but man, they just, they always take it up another notch. So, I mean, this was, this was everything I expected and more. And I mean, uh, Thatcher just got no regard for his body. He always getting beat up some kind of way. Like I, I tweeted afterwards, like Thatcher always looks like he's coming out of a real fight because the fight pit, he lost like two teeth with Matt Riddle. Then in this fight, he got his ear almost knocked off with Chava. But it's like that that that's how that's how intense it goes. Like it, it forces you to suspend disbelief even more than you already normally do when you watch wrestling. It's like that much more because they're not doing no high spots. Like oh, they're just doing some some crazy headlocks and spots and hitting each other with some stiff hits. It's like what can you, what, what can you ask for when it's like you know two guys that that do this. So I'm. I was all over this, hundred percent. Indeed, indeed. It's gonna be. Champa's always good in the ring. He's good with whoever he has, as long as they can go with him. Agreed. And that's that's most people in NXT. They they blend together, so all the styles come together. You're gonna get you know good matches out of pretty much anybody. Uh, next up. Uh, in a strap match, uh, not to be confused with the strap on match, which you can find on the hosting website of Smackin' It Raw. Uh, yes, you uh, can. Dexter Loomis defeated Cameron Grimes. Go get the strap. Uh, this was cool. This was my uh, sleeper match of the night going in, and I gave it an A minus. Uh, Cameron Grimes uh, brought his own strap, but he was, uh, I, I said this quote before. He was betrayed by his own desperation in the end. Uh, but they did beat the hell out of each other, and uh, I enjoyed it. What, what about you, Matt? Uh, I, I'm with you, A-. minus. There was that spot with the strap where he tripped up Cameron Grimes, and Grimes, like, bounced his temple. Off the chair? Off the t- yeah. That got me. Um, Grimes got some good offense. Grimes is talented. I mean, someone needs to do something with that beer, get it cleaned up a little bit. I'm pretty sure there's something living in it. But, <laughs> uh, no. Dude is talented as hell. I love Dexter Loomis. Um, again, not all of my favorite wrestlers are Blue Lives Matter. Uh, I, I, I don't know about Bray. I don't know about Dexter. Pretty sure Shotzi's not. So not all of them, but at least two of them. So uh, I'm not completely off base here. Anyway, no, I, I, A minus. It, it was what it was for a strap match. Um, they did the strap match thing. This was leagues better than uh, the Hulk Hogan Vader strap match from WCW in like 1992 or whatever the fuck it was. So um, if you can top that nonsense, then you're doing good. I'm with it. Uh, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go B plus because this was better than it had any right to be. I didn't care about this match. This was the one match I, I had no concern in watching. And at first I wasn't even looking. So I came back later on and said, oh, okay, this is good. <laughs> but uh, no, it was really creative. Uh, I'm also pro Dexter Loomis. So uh, I think, you know, it, it only made sense for him to go over in this match. But it was another moment where I said, man, 
I, I can see that there's something that they can do with Cameron Grimes. I don't know what the direction is going to be long-term, but I can see that. That and the ladder match at TakeOver 30 was where I said, man, they they got they really got something here. But the biggest question I can't, had coming out of this is, is, and I tweeted this too, you know, this really makes you wonder why Jordan Miles won the breakout tournament when you that, had those That's two. a slave name. Well, yeah, 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 but... You know, but I agree. It makes you wonder why he was the one that won when you had these two that you know could do this. Oh, yeah, Andrew Garza in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Swerve Scott in the tournament as well. Like either of those guys probably could have won. So that was it's kind of like, a wasted spot. It, it really, it really makes you go back and think like, like, damn, you had a lot of other options in that tournament, and you know now you showcase these two in particular, and then again was better than it had any right to be whatsoever, especially after that 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 cinematic match, which was entertaining, but it was like, eh, I could have lived without it. But yeah, yeah. I'm sad to see this feud is over because I really enjoyed it. Like every week. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, The Rack is here on Young Kings Wrestling. It is an honor to be here. Let me just say, Dexter Loomis is the sexiest vanilla bean in the bunch. That man is gorgeous from top to bottom. I absolutely love him. This was a fantastic Excuse match. Excuse me? What? I, I believe you heard what I said, Jocelyn. <laughs> sexiest vanilla Stop bean. it. Don't use my Get government name on here now. Please don't do that. <laughs> don't use my government name. Oh, man. I apologize. The rack apologized. Oh, man. Fantastic. This man, I would let him strap me six ways from Sunday. All right. Uh, so next up, <laughs> next up on the card, uh, we got a return vignette for Karrion Cross. Uh, TikTok, Las Vegas. Oh. Uh, should he be Finn Balor's next opponent? Reek? Uh, I won't say he should be the next opponent, but. Uh, I do believe that by the next takeover, which should be right around Royal Rumble season, he will either be challenging for the championship or he will have the championship, one or the other. I think there may be one other person that jumps in the mix in between. Uh, I'm sure you can get a short feud, feud for Finn in between the time. You still got a month. But uh, yeah, I expect to see Cross making his presence felt sooner than later. But not just yet. There's a little bit of time. I disagree. Um, the man had to relinquish the NXT title. If he's ready to go and he's back, as soon as he's ready to go and back, he should be right back in that title. And on top of that, this is the perfect opponent to bring back the Demon Finn Balor for a takeover match. So if he beats Finn and takes that title, the Demon can then come back to try and beat Karrion Cross and get that title back. Ooh. Because if you're going to bring the Demon back, who better than Karrion Cross to bring it back for? Oh, you just swayed me because I hadn't even thought of that. I, I gave up on the demon because he's like, you know, he doesn't need to use him as much. Well, like the that. demon so, disappeared in WWE, but we're back on NXT now where right. we can do that. Mm. Facts. Uh, next match, man, uh, for the North American Championship, Johnny Gargano reclaims the North American Championship, defeating Leon Ruff and Damian Priest. Uh, this match, it was fun as hell to me. Is an A+. Plus. It's my match of the night. I had no idea it was going to be that good. Uh, it was great. 
Uh, we got Damian Priest. He was in a different type of bag in this match. So he was pulling out all types of stops, uh, including a razor's edge to Leon Ruff through the protective wall uh, that surrounds the ring. Uh, Leon Ruff was very good in this match. He showed out. Uh, we had seven, 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 seven ghost faces. And like, they kept spawning. And I'm like, who are these niggas? I had no idea. And uh, one of them was Austin Theory, which I believe is somebody's theory on this show. Uh, I can't recall. I think it was Matt's. Yes, it was Matt's. Mine too. Mine too. I said the same. It was also Reese. So it was kind of obvious. It's, it's, you know, sometimes the obvious thing is the best course of action to go. Uh, Johnny three times. Nobody's held it more than once. But still suffered from Sasha syndrome. That does that's that's called Gargano syndrome now. It has been renamed. Yeah, Sasha broke that. Uh, it is definitely Gargano. It, it does not apply to her anymore. So I'm gonna go B, and here's why. Uh, as great as the in-ring match was, uh, I was not happy with Johnny winning here. I I'm actually very happy with the way that they showcased Leon and let Leon go out there and be a wrestler at uh, 150 or 119 pounds, uh, whatever they build him at. It, I think it was 119 pounds. I mean, they let him go out there and be a wrestler. He wasn't a gimmick. He wasn't a Zach Gowan. He wasn't, you know, getting fluke wins. Um, they weren't treating him like Lana. They let him go out there and showcase that he can go. And then you take the title off and put it on Johnny. And they jumped the shark with the ghost face thing. I am a huge horror movie fan, but two ghost face makes sense. They showed three. And if the three had been like Candace and Indy behind Johnny, you know, and it's uh, like a family thing that I could have accepted. But when you bring out 17 ghost face and Damien Priest whoops all of the ghost face, including Austin Theory, who reveals himself. Uh, he, he didn't beat Austin Theory. He, he got he the other three. Yeah, okay. he didn't beat up Austin Theory. Austin Theory came out with the lead pipe. He hit him with the pipe. There were 40 right. of them. It was hard to tell who. Yeah. It was seven. So it, it was it was a set of three that he beat in the ring. It was another set of three uh, that he, somebody did a dive out to the to the outside of the ring. And then uh, Austin Theory came in right after that. Yeah, no, it, it was too much. They went way too far with that for me. Yeah. So, B. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely give it an A minus. Outside of any cage matches, this was the best match on the card. But um, you know, I'm 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 with Matt. Like this was a great showcase for Leon Ruff, and I, you know, up to this point, you know, you'd only seen you know, but a little fraction of you know a full body of work for him. So this was great in terms of that. Uh, I'm curious, is there like a, an academy for ghost faces or something like that? Like some place where these dudes are. Yeah, I'm trying to get put on. Because <laughs> I I really didn't like like three was kind of doing it too much for me because you know I'm I'm also very much into horror movies and I'm I'm very much versed on screen so I know that there's always two as Except opposed for scream to scream three yeah which we don't count that, that was shit but um yeah there's always two and that made sense and they were they were doing well with that but then you brought in three and then you brought three more and then you brought another one and it's like okay now you've gone too far that that there was, was a fat scream dude when yeah 
When have you ever seen a fat guy in a scream costume? I, I if if he wasn't in the main event, I would have gonna ask if that was Pat McAfee. <laughs> like, <laughs> why are you out here? It almost so, looked like yeah, they put Otis in too. a scream costume. Like right. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know, man. But I'm just listen. If, if this is gonna lead to something meaningful, as in a long term run for Johnny, then fine. If we're gonna do what we did couple months ago i don't see the point in him winning i I, i'm okay with him winning it's just about what you do afterwards at the end of the day because this was a great match and you do not spoil you know ruin the the results of a great match by just doing some garbage so i want to know where this goes from there and that was the most obvious reveal of all time because we myself and matt both said that it was awesome theory because it made sense so, uh, I you hope it's the last back, see- right? Oh, God. Uh, I mean, you can. Wednesday on NXT, he's got to come back out the wheel and then have Leon Ruff be a permanent installation on there and <laughs> put someone else's name in paper. Oh, man. I mean, they, they can. I, I don't know if it'll be as effective, but uh, I don't want to see any more people in Ghostface costumes anymore. I know that much. That's done. Because that the jig is up. We know who it is. Yeah, it's daddy. Let's More not people. lean into it too much. Yeah. And that, that that's that. Now get give Austin Theory some more screen time and give him something meaningful to do if you're gonna, you know, have him show up. But yeah. Uh what I say for this? A minus? A minus. A minus. Yeah. And in our main event, uh Undisputed Era versus the Kings of NXT. War Games! Undisputed Era gets the win here, and uh, it was dope. I'm going to give this one an A just because we knew it was going to go crazy. It was really violent, very, very violent. Uh, We started it off with Pete Dunne and Kyle O'Reilly. As we know, the Kings of NXT had the advantage and uh, every time they would not allow Pat McAfee to enter, they said, hey, we're going we're gonna to rough these dudes up and you come in last. Um, we got a cricket bat, a couple cricket bats. Uh, I made a reference to uh, a quote from the first ever Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that got no sold on Twitter. And so I'm very disappointed in people. I don't know how y'all ain't never seen that movie before, but yeah. Uh, we also got some personalized. I didn't see this. I did not see the tweet. So can you tell me what it was? Because I am a fan of those movies. So now I'm curious. What was the quote? Uh, the first ever Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies came out 30 years ago. It is the best one out of every movie that they have ever tried to put out. Uh, Raphael goes walking around the streets of New York City, uh, runs into Casey Jones. Casey Jones pulls out a cricket bat out of his back, uh, out of his backpack. And Raphael goes, quote, cricket. Nobody understands cricket. You got to know what a crumpet is to understand cricket. <laughs> because it, it was, it took me to the second time he posted it for me to be like, oh, wait a minute. Because the first time he said that, I didn't thought about it. I'm like, whoa, hold on. Like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I would have got that. Uh, the foam weapons in both matches, because the foam hammer and then these foam cricket bats, though that that also killed me. Those it was like, so was it foam? Up, they look like straight up nerf bats. Yeah, that, that, the hammer too. Because I'm like, she just pulled that out way too easily. She's swinging it like it's weightless. 
Like I know you're strong, but it's no. not. It's a sledgehammer. It shouldn't be like that's how Triple H three. Yeah, but Turtles two, Secret of the Ooze, in the opening scene where they're down there and they're fighting in that little mall thing, and Donatello grabs that Nerf bat and starts slapping fucking Foot Clan members with that Nerf bat. That's basically what that was. That's yeah. what that was. Yeah. Pretty much. Greatest movies of all time, by the way. <laughs> I love them. I love both of them. We and and like y'all said about Scream, y'all don't acknowledge Scream three. I don't acknowledge TMNT3 either. No, we don't do Terrible that. Terrible movie. Uh, anyway, back to this match, man. We got a Pat McAfee moonsault off the top of the cage. What the hell? Uh, he also did a, a senton off the top of the cage. Well, the moonsault was actually off the top rope. Uh, the senton was off the top of the cage. Uh, we got broken tables everywhere. Uh, Pat McAfee finally meets his match in the Undisputed Era. Uh, Gets the win here. Kyle O'Reilly gets the winning fall. Uh, this solidifies him. Uh, I, I'm very curious uh, of what's to come next. Um, I did forget to mention uh, we're going to have a New Year's Eve special on uh, January 6th, New Year's Evil. Uh, yeah, probably have a, a, a New Year's Eve special a week after New Year's when nobody cares anymore. Um, but they did steal <laughs> one of my talking points was I was going to say they should do a special episode of NXT. Uh, that way, you know, we can get Finn Balor defending his title since he didn't get to at this show. That way we can maybe get the return of Karrion Cross during that same match. Uh, and I do want to see Champa and Thatcher in a fight pit. How are they not that doing question. A- Oh, go ahead. That question, since I, this was my first time actually watching Pat McAfee wrestle. I know he was at WrestleMania weekend that he did it with uh, Adam Cole. Was it WrestleMania? SummerSlam. I watched bits and pieces of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. But how do how do y'all feel about what he did as far as war games and his skill with him with him wanting to become a wrestler? Well, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take that question. I'm gonna have Matt go and give his thoughts, and he can answer it during that process. Okay. Um. As far as their question, I think Pat McAfee showed out at SummerSlam or SummerSlam weekend. Um, I feel like he probably could have done a little more here, but here he's playing more of the heel hiding behind his guys, which made sense. Um, but, I mean, it was a beautiful moonsault. It was a beautiful swanton, and he took that straight to the floor. Like, they caught him, but he kind of went through everybody. Like, he found you the one spot where Adam Cole pushed him off of the top rope and he went through the table, just all yeah. back. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the guy's willing to take a bump. The guy can go. He showed he can go with one of the best guys that can go in NXT and Adam Cole. So if he took some hits. He took those hits. So if he wants to go, I say let him go. Uh, what I was going to say was you made a beautiful point about having a New Year's special, and I don't know how NXT is missing the boat in doing a special on New Year's Eve. Thank you. And letting Karrion Cross debut with a countdown on New Year's Eve as the clock ticks. Let him return. That's a beautiful idea. I love that. That is that's picture perfect. You can't script that better. What was your thoughts on the match, uh, Matt? Uh, I'm going to give it a B because I gave the Women's War Games match an A and I thought it was a better match. Uh, I enjoyed the Women's War Games match better than this. As, as great as it was and as fun as it was, I think the women outdid them. So if I gave the women an A because of that shot spot. 
two years in a row absolutely um if i gave the women an a because of that shotsy spot i'm gonna give the guys a b here uh for the effort they put in yep same thing so i'm going b plus and maybe it's not fair maybe it isn't it is i i, I don't care i really don't like it, it, the big thing for me was you know for the women it was the spots what 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 the women did for the spots the guys did with the wrestling and you know it, i guess it it, it it it's based off of what you're looking to see we're looking to get out of it. if you wanted to see pure wrestling out of it then the men's match was for you if you wanted to see some like high impact spots and some crazy stuff go on you can watch the women's match but that, that it just it just did it for me more you know it, it wasn't that it, the match was bad the match was great particularly you know when you think about you know pat and this is only his second match officially so i mean it, it's a great match but it just i'm sorry it, it was they were they were behind the eight ball and they did their best to catch up but they came up just a little bit a little bit below the bar they just they they set it too high it just there's certain certain uh heights you just once they said it it's like and, and that's funny so because when I, I caught the end of the pre-show and they were just like we're, we're kicking it off with war games i'm just praying i was like please let the men start <laughs> so I know <laughs> women are gonna have a way better match yeah like because honestly i i, I I didn't get into it as much until Same. Pat Pat showed up and then yeah. Adam showed up with to get all the, the weapons and stuff. I'm like, it's good, but it's like ah. the women the were going like from the jump, and it's like the, the it, it it didn't really kick up to the intensity level. It didn't really kick up until like almost midway through the match. I'm like, uh, it's good, it's good. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's an impossible task right now. <laughs> The finish felt a little anticlimactic too, especially after you saw Pat kick out of the Panama Sunrise, which Adam Should have right won an yeah. NXT title match with. Like, don't get me wrong, the spot was cool with the with the uh, chairs, and then Kyle coming down with the knee on the chair, all that was cool. But it, it felt anticlimactic to what we had just seen with Pat kicking out of Adam Cole's finish. Um, so that that also killed it for me. But I'm with you on Kyle O'Reilly, like. They have seemed to back burner Roderick Strong as that mid-card backup to Adam Cole, and they're giving Kyle O'Reilly that push. They put Strong in that tag team with Fish. So they see something in them. They're, they're putting a strap on them, so, or a rocket on them, strapping a rocket to them. So let's see what they do with them. I still say they're going to turn on him at some point in time. I thought he was going to end this match. When him and Pat were yelling back and forth, I was like, Kyle's going to turn around and fucking that's, nail Adam That's Cole. what I was looking for. Like, I was looking for every moment. Like, when Adam had the chair... And he was like, just, just waiting for that moment to hit him. I'm thinking, oh, he's going to turn around and hit Kyle with it. Like, I was just waiting for the slightest moment because that, that's what it seemed like. After the match, it was like, it felt like the, a moment was missing because that, that's what I kept anticipating. When they ran that title happened. card, you already know. I was just like, yeah, they got to fade to black to really. <laughs> right. Uh, I do want to say also, uh, Pat McAfee, while we're on the subject, uh, got some, uh, some praise. From a uh, former WWE champion, uh, CM Punk tweeted uh, yesterday, uh, a lot of it has to do with circumstance, but everyone else on the show should feel embarrassment and subsequently use said feeling to feel better about themselves at the fact that Pat McAfee is a better promo than everyone on the show. Can't argue. 
can't argue with that. <laughs> you can't argue with that. But it's like, and that, and, and the fact that, you know, that the dude is just like everything. A natural. Yeah, he's, it, it, it makes it, it, he's putting the pressure on a lot of people who have been doing this for a long time. Like, y'all got to step your game up. Because what if, what if Pat McAfee says, okay, NXT was fun, but let me go up to the main roster. Some of the people on the bubble are going to be in trouble when that happens. Going to be a lot of salty people in that locker room that, that's oh, getting yes. uh, pushed down the car in favor mm-hmm. of this former NFL punter. Yep. <laughs> this is true. Hey, uh, overall, what, what did y'all think about TakeOver? Lovely. I was very impressed. I, I enjoyed it because if I did get to watch, I did enjoy it. Right? Because it's been a couple of while that I came in un, unknown of what's going to happen, but know what know what they can't produce. But I enjoyed it. I wouldn't mind watching this again when I have time to actually sit and really think and observe everything that was going on. But I may have to start watching. Y'all said add the, the undisputed era got a rip going on in the group. I want to see that drama. It's possible. Well, Reek and I are just hoping there's a rift in the group. I, I'm because it was something that was going to happen last year. Yeah, and it never but, materialized. But the thing was, it's like when what was it? Um, when Kyle had to take over the match with Finn, mm-hmm. and then. Um, What's his name? Showed up with, with Rich Adam Cole. Yeah, yeah, Ridge. He shows up with Adam Cole over his shoulder. It's like, wait a minute, that 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 that's awkward. That's weird. Then undisputed Eric gets jumped backstage, and I'm like, wait a Some minute, something fishy going on. Yeah, yeah. This is this is don't smell right. This don't seem right because it couldn't have been Kyle because Kyle was in the match. He was having a banger with Finn Balor. So who else could it have been? And then. What 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 really what sold me on it, and I, I stuck my feet in, and I said, "This is definitely Adam Cole." Ridge showed up in a brand new car, and they asked him about it, and he said, "Adam Cole's responsible for that." I'm like, "That's just reading between the lines." So you just confessed. So you basically saying Adam Cole is behind all this, but no one else is going to pick up on that because you know we're sticking with the story. That's just somebody else doing all this. Nah, nah, nah. It's Adam Cole. We you ain't slick. I got you. But then Ridge got injured and, you know, some stuff had to get changed around. Pat McAfee is in the picture. So maybe, maybe they had to change it. I don't know. But I just, I, I remain skeptical. I keep my eyes open for something. something something's going to happen. This was proof of what TakeOver could be. Um, we We fell off a little bit around TakeOver 30 even take over in your house a little bit. These last two takeovers have been a return to form of why I love NXT, why I watch NXT. Um, I was, I was over, I mean, I was satisfied with everything I saw tonight, everything I watched. I may not have liked the people that won certain matches, but it doesn't take away from the fact that every damn match on this card was good. I got no complaints about the in-ring work or the stories that they told going into it. It was great. That's why I love NXT. Indeed, man. And uh, in addition to the uh, always amazing, incredible NXT takeovers, uh, we got perhaps the best edition of AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday. Uh, basically, it was a free pay-per-view, uh, a jam-packed card that saw Kenny Omega 
defeat John Moxley to win the AEW World Championship uh, with help from Impact Wrestling Executive VP Don Callis. Hmm. Uh, Kenny Omega, uh, he becomes, uh, I believe they said the the first man uh, to win a major world heavyweight championship in America, Mexico, and Japan. Uh, like I said, fact check us at hashtag YK Wrestling if we're wrong or if we're right. You know, we need a we need a Tony Reality on the line. Um, also, we got the debut of Sting, uh, complete with a potentially iconic call from Tony Schiavone. Uh, made me, I got I got chills watching AEW for the first time, and I was at their first ever show, and I did not feel any sort of like emotion. Uh, but but at that point. I felt it from from Sting, and uh, it's the first time he was on TNT in almost twenty years. If you remember, he won the last ever match in WCW versus Ric Flair on Nitro. So shout out to Sting, man. Uh, Kenny Omega is set to make his first appearance as AEW champion this Tuesday on Impact Wrestling, uh, which unfortunately is said to be a one-off appearance for now. But you never know. Uh, I was going to tune in anyway because I'm one of the few uh, 10 people who watch Impact Wrestling on Tuesday nights. Uh, it's a lot of Vegas wrestlers on the show, so I got to tune in to support them. But I'm definitely tuning in this week. Uh, I'm also hyped for Sting. Just hoping he doesn't ever get physical in that ring because I don't want this guy to end up like draws. They did post the picture of Sting with a win-loss record underneath him implying that he is going to wrestle. Now, here's my thing. I love Sting. I am a huge Sting fan. I, I was excited to see him. I was with you. I would have liked to see him at least take a bat to one of the members of Team Taz. Uh, that's something Where did they go? Did. They just disappeared. Where did they go? Yeah, no. Well, don't get me wrong. Sting showed up, and they all shit their pants and took the fuck off. Okay, I, okay, I don't necessarily okay. blame them for that. He is the icon, but... I definitely would have liked to see at least... He's also 61 years old. I'm not going to be scared of a 61-year-old man. I would have liked to see Ricky Starks or Brian's cage come for him and catch a, brat, a bat before Taz is like, let's get the fuck out of here. Other than that... It's, it's those Taz little Taz things, Matt. Mm -hmm. There's certain little things AEW doesn't do that would add so much more. But I'm not complaining. Uh, Reed, did AEW finally win you over this week? Uh, what I will say... And I, I made sure to tag Tony Khan and tell him personally, <laughs> they have my attention now. They absolutely have my attention. Because of, you know, that that, that moment with Sting, that was really great. And, you know, I, kinda, I felt that one. Uh, you know, the overall show was good. But then that moment at the end where, you know, Kenny wins the title, he runs off with the, the Impact Executive, which... I mean, you could see something was going to happen because they, they spent way too much time pointing out the fact that he's from Impact and he was on commentary and he went down and, you know, when uh, Omega was on the outside and they were checking him out, he went down to help. You knew something was going on. But the aftermath, he gets in, they run out of there, they get in the, the, the limo to leave and the truck to leave. And he said, we'll see you on Tuesday. And listen, I, don't, I, I, I criticize AEW just now because sometimes they don't do the little things, but I, I would be a hypocrite if I didn't acknowledge when they do do the little things. And uh, during this time when, when Kenny and Don Callis were leaving, Don Callis grabs Kenny 
and they go through the other tunnel because they knew they were going to pass Tony Khan in that tunnel. That way they could, you know, kind of be like, hey, look, <laughs> we out this ain't bitch. No, ain't those funny too? I saw somebody, somebody tweeted that same night. They said, so because AEW stole TNA's interest ramp, AEW stole, <laughs> <laughs> TNA stole AEW's world title. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I didn't even just, think of that. Let me just say real quick. I listen to this podcast every week. Uh, a couple of, a few really smart guys on there. Uh, Young Kings Wrestling. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. They were talking about an AEW video game and the possibility with AEW working with other companies of having wrestlers from other companies as DLC characters or included in the video game. Now you look at what they're doing with Impact, which one-off or not could lead to something bigger. When this video game comes out, you get your Impact Wrestling DLC, your New Japan DLC, your A uh, NWA DLC. It's a really fucking cool thing that they are doing here. It is a really cool time for all of the criticisms I have and I've given these guys. This is the one thing that they're really winning me over with. And uh, it's something that we all, I grew up in the attitude there. I'm 33 years old. I always wanted to see that WW, like not the invasion bullshit, the actual WWF versus WCW. And it was never going to happen. This is the closest we might get to that. Seeing an impact versus AEW and new Japan versus AEW getting these wrestlers to come in and compete on each other's shows an exchange of ch talent, but on TV, on national TV. And all this is going to do is make impact better and bolster them and new Japan, get more eyes on them and the NWA. So I'm all for it. And you see all the other wrestlers are playing into it. Like you had, um, who was it? Dax and uh, what's his name? Uh, FTR. Ash Wheeler. Yeah. They, they were calling out uh, the North. And I've seen a they, they want to match with the North. I'm like, yeah, the, yeah. I've seen the Bucks, Bucks posted a picture they, they of them when they were in TNA, impact. and then the Good yeah. Brothers responded to that. So you get a champion versus champion, you know. I'm like, you know? I, I'm all for it. I want to see this. Like, um, does, doesn't doesn't Chris Bay have a title match coming up? Uh, yes, I was actually about to bring that up. Uh, next next Saturday on Impact Plus, uh. I got to figure out what the hell happened with my Impact Plus trial that just happened to disappear five days later when they revamped their website. So my subscription is missing. I have not been able to watch TNA like I said I was going to a few weeks ago on this show where I was so hyped saying oh, I might just watch nothing but TNA this next month when I got this free trial just to catch up on some stuff I might have missed back in the day and I can't even watch it. So I'm going to get this figured out so I can watch Impact Plus. Uh, but Chris Bay is going to take on Rich Swan this Saturday for the Impact Wrestling World Championship. Uh, in addition to that, Ethan Page and Carl Alexander. Uh, Carl, Who the fuck is Carl Alexander? Carl Anderson. Uh <laughs> Are gonna you know compete as well. Uh, if you haven't caught our, uh, our our interview with Luke Gallows, Doc Gallows, uh, from a few weeks ago, uh, he hyped up Carl Anderson some good. So uh, go 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 check out this match and you'll see what he was talking about. I hear he's got a hot Asian wife. He does. Yeah. I I, I heard there was a rift going on with that, but I don't know what was going. On. But I, yeah, I don't. I guess it was like maybe it was like an angle or something that they were working on. I have no idea. I didn't pay. Maybe attention. it was just a misunderstanding. Do you not get emails from TNA? No. <laughs> no. I no, wish. I You're not on the mailing list. What the fuck? I need to be. I need to be on a media press list. I, I barely I hear anything about TNA. You know what? I'm gonna listen. 
We're going to set that up. We're going to make sure Young Kings Wrestling gets on the media press pass for Impact Wrestling before the next pay-per-view. So I'm going to go through channels and figure it out because I, I, I have an idea of which channels I need to access to be able to get through this. So cool. in due time. That sounds good because I'm like, I, I don't ever hear anything about Impact. It's always AEW, WWE, NXT. Uh, Impact so low-key better than AEW to me. Maybe just because like I had that connection from when I used to watch them back in the day, which is like, they always going to be number two to me. Yeah. I mean, you can, can argue that point. Yeah. I could see that. Fair. I have an emotional attachment, that's all. That's fair. That's fair. Well, you like what you like. Facts. It, it just AEW. It's uh. I like AEW too, though. It's it it, it it's you you know this. It they just they got to do some one little thing. That's just one thing they got to do for me. That's it. More you butcher know? and blade, right? It's opposite day. Yes, more butcher, more butcher and blade. <laughs> In opposite world. <laughs> Hey, man, this has been the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast. T.C. Fontaine, Reek Havoc, H.W.B.I.C., Matt Ritter, Jocelyn, we are here. Hey, y'all, uh, whoever wants to go first, just go ahead, give your socials out if you want to get followed on Twitter or Instagram or wherever. Y'all know y'all can find me at Reek Havoc 24 on Instagram and Twitter. Also, make sure you go follow and listen to The Havoc Hour. It's on Spotify, Anchor, YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcast. I'm also on Instagram and YouTube, as, uh, Instagram, Twitter as well. Oh, boy. Oh. You guys can go ahead and follow that idiot Matt Ritter over at Twitter at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R. That is at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R. He is nowhere near as good as Matt Riddle, but uh, he, he I. Uh, you guys can also find us the Smack in the Raw podcast. It is uh, anywhere you guys find podcasts. You guys can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash Smack in the Raw. Uh, the Rack Smacks the Raw all day, every day. Uh, yeah, I think that's it for us. Hashtag Ritter over Riddle. Hashtag Ritter over Riddle. <laughs> Hashtag Ritter over Riddle. <laughs> oh, you can find me at JJ Rand. That's JJ underscore R-E-N-N on Instagram. I What is my Instagram? I don't know my Instagram. I got to find it. But if you just search my name, I may show up. I'm not on Instagram like that. It's every now and then I'll pop up. So, yeah. Indeed, man. And, uh, you know, hit us up at YK Wrestling Everywhere, Twitter, Facebook, uh, I have not posted on our Facebook in a very long time. Uh, I, I just forgot about it. Uh, Instagram is where you can find most of our content, uh, live tweets during any sort of wrestling show. Uh, probably find me tweeting from our page or, you know, sometimes Malik might tweet from the page. Uh, I gave Reek the credentials. <laughs> he never used them. <laughs> it was months ago. Hold on, hold on. The mister's looking up my Instagram. He's looking it up right now. JJ Bryant 15. That's my Instagram. Indeed. And uh, check my personal Instagram out at tc.fontaine. I've said this before. I've said it so many times, but I do plan on posting 
this week. I have photos queued up to post on my Instagram this week. So you will see me uh, pop up on your feed for the first time since uh, October. Isn't there isn't there something with a bunch of K's that you uh, as well? Get, but then, uh, so Malik has a has at, at, you can also follow me uh, at Malik.lv <laughs> uh, two K's or if you want to follow Malik one uh, K. Well, I'm just I, I heard last week when Malik blessed you guys with his presence uh, that two weeks in a row he he sold a camera that he was supposed to sell you. And then he said there might be some issues with getting you that 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 account too. Like, <laughs> yeah, what, what was it. that? I uh, have not received any updates on that yet. Uh, as far as the camera goes, I'm just going to take matters into my own hands uh, with that one, uh, and just you know do what I got to do as far as that's concerned. But uh, yeah, so I, but it's like. Is it- as far as we've under, come to understand it, about you know what? I'll just get another lens. That's all I need, really, is just better lens, couple lenses. I'll be all right. I just low key want a better camera, too, because I'm greedy. Well, what we've come to understand about the 2K page is that he wants it so bad because there's I just 5, want the thousand followers. I just want to convert but the followers. Malik says, yeah, yeah, but Malik says most of them are just like bots, like they're not like real. That's people. what he says. He's just like. Those, those typical people that just click follow and they don't really have no like it's it's not like real people. So what the fuck does it, that matter? That's the majority of the people that follow me are fucking OnlyFans accounts. Like I've got the biggest OnlyFans following. All of these OnlyFans models follow the shit out of me for whatever reason. Well, you do make a point. They be but you do make a they point. They send that DM. <laughs> I'm gonna they say, send that do, DM. Come check out my page. You do make they a do point. Wear pictures. You do make a point to profoundly oh. point out regularly without hesitation that you are the number one wrestling podcast, wrestling podcast on Pornhub. It is Porncast. <laughs> that is correct. So. The Back in the Raw podcast is the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub. Now the number one wrestling podcast. He's the only one. On Podhub. He's the only one yeah, on that there. That is not important. So, All right. Yeah, this is a surprise. <laughs> like, that only thing is pages Matt. Like <laughs> Matt. Don't you hate when you state something that is a fact, but some people got to point out a technicality about that fact? Yeah, exactly. Like it doesn't make it a fact. That's state. not a technicality. You should be, that's something to be grateful for. You're the only one on there. Nobody else is doing what you're doing. Wait, 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 wait. Because I, I know what he's getting at. I know what he's getting at. Yeah, read. See, See, he's trying to let me get this real appropriate before we get let me let me let me set this up before we get fully into the conversation. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There we go. There we go. There we go. So if two this right this background behind me uh is a <laughs> is our, our current our current NBA champion, Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, 17 NBA championships, the most all time. I don't care if it's tied, it's still the most all time. She don't want to hear it. If two people are tied for the most of anything, they are tied. That they they have the most. They both are there. Let me ask you a question Who has the most heavyweight championship wins in wrestling? Rick. No, he's tied with John Cena, but you just said Rick. No, well, look, bound, I, Rick, I, hey, I, I, no, 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 because because they don't count. They don't count the extra that he got. He actually has about twenty something. They only count sixteen. He actually has about twenty four. 
So Rick actually does. Jerry Lawler has like 40 something if we want to get more technical that way. I mean, our shoes have about 16. By 16. Our shoes got 600 title reigns. What's the difference? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Our <laughs> trip, <that's all> the <laughs> point was, per WWE history, Ric Flair and John Cena are tied. But when I asked you, you didn't say it is a tie. You said Ric Flair. John Cena that, got the that, most that, all that's time. Cause, that's because he technically has 24. If we're going by 16, then I would say they're tied. But I just I happened to learn later down the line that he actually has more titles. And so I'm going by that. They are tied for the most. Yeah. So they both I, have I, the most. I would say I would say that they under the realms of you know WWE canon, yes, they have the most. They're okay. tied. So you can say that they are tied for the most. So you can say both Ric Flair and John Cena have the most. Yeah. So you can individually say, say individually Flair. about either one, and it wouldn't be wrong. Correct. <laughs> Just the truth. Listen, oh, man. I would not stress over the word of a man who drafted Randy Orton to NXT in the first round. And did not oh, think that Steiner Math was one of the best promos of the 2000s. Look here. I away. didn't start, start watching wrestling until 2015. I will say that Steiner Math is the one I know more than anything else. Because I'm in a wrestling group that is every year on the anniversary of it. I see that so much. I know it word by word. You're not you're not helping me here. <laughs> like, this, is, this is putting me. I mean, I, I can't I can't help you. I can't help you. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, Reek. You know, Reek. They say all men are created equal, but if you look at me, and you look at Samoa Joe, you can see that statement is not true. See, normally if we was to go one on one with another wrestler. You got a 50-50 chance of winning. But I'm a genetic freak, and I'm not normal. So you got a 25% at best at beat me. And then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, your chances of winning drastic go down. See, the three-way sacrifice, you got a 33 and one-third chance of winning. But I got a 66 and two-third chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me. So he's not even going to try. So Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and one third chance minus my 25% chance and you got a eight and a one third chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my seven. And he took his microphone. He took his sample. Where is he going? If we was to go one on one and then add 66 two third percents, I got 141 and two third chance of winning at sacrifice. See Joe. The numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you. Disaster, <laughs> sacrifice. Oh, classic. Are you done? I am. I think we can close the show out right now. There's, there's, there's no, there's no better you're gonna get other than that. I guess so. I guess so. It's been the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast. <sighs> Thank you for our guest, Matt and Jocelyn, Reek. See you later next week. Mm -hmm. Go. <laughs> Bye.